This has been Sion Griper, 718-339-6020. He had to talk again during the week, 718-506-909, extension 31. It's on the phone. This is now live Monday morning around 9 o'clock. The Sunday again will be replayed at 5 p.m. And again, we always start with safety, especially now. Recently, a person got into a car accident in the Midwest, riding a car at night, and a deer ran across the van, and the car swerved, tumbled, and all the inhabitants, all the boys were saved. They said the seatbelts did it. The seatbelts did it. The one who picked up uh, the boys and brought them back, one of the boys asked the, <clears throat> the driver, do most people make this? Who do you, how many people do you usually bring back? And the person responded, usually you don't bring anybody back with such an accident. So it was very careful. We must be very careful driving upstate, driving in places we're not used to. Around the corner, certain places you go all the time. But all of a sudden, upstate, Midwest, different places, it's a different ball game. Even though it wasn't the, the boy's fault because the deer came, and I was told that even if they hit a deer, it could be even worse for the boys. So it's important to be very careful we're driving, making sure seatbelts are on. Make sure one is very, very careful. And of course, we have all our safety rules and things to think about concerning in the homes, knives laying around and slippery things on the floor and toys and from bicycle riding and helmets and keep the word safety in your mind. So... <clears throat> Important. We're going to look at today Miller's fourth and seventh commandment of marriage and try to deal with it hopefully in a helpful way. That <clears throat> the fourth commandment, Rev said, is never say the word get, divorce. As soon as it's said, like breaking a uh, a porcelain vase. And they get it back together, not so simple. But Rav said, he was talking about 20, 30 years ago already, he was hurled. Some of these words are hurled to each other. Get, I'm going back to my mother. And these serious words make such an indelible dent that it's, uh, it's hard. And the Rav continued, commandment number seven, well, we don't say mean words. And mean words are sometimes hurled. I hate you, you're ugly, you're fat, you're not smart, the whole bunch of words. They get very, very serious, hurled back and forth sometimes. But we learned last week, let mean words pass by. You have to learn how to deal with it. And we learned to also make peace as soon as possible. There's a whole bunch of things to work on. It's important, mean words, hurtful words, especially today. There's no more tit for tat. Person's late, so he doesn't get a, you're late. Unless there's a bang on the head, it's like an atomic bomb. 
Or the man comes into the house and it's all messy. Instead of thinking business is booming, comes in and she even maybe apologizes for the mess. Even though she Rogashem, business is booming. And all of a sudden he's yelling, How come? What'd you do all day? So mean words are detrimental. Miller even said, when a person is married and to call one's wife not good looking, the Rev said, one must always have the image of your wife like you got married. And Rev was funny, he said, when she's 90 years old, wrinkled and toothless, if you can say to her, you look as good as you did when you married her, Rav said, you can get all of my bar for that. I remember the crowd laughed. It was an important thing. So much is in our head. It's in our head. We have our own distortions, our own frustrations that lead to words and they go back and forth and texting now leaves it open to say what you want and blast away. And it's a dangerous thing because hurtful words and many words are said and the next time, a few minutes later, it could be forgotten, but the other party responds. So we're going to look a little bit about a foundation that maybe will lessen this whole business and some mates along the way, hopefully, hopefully. On the same tape, Rob said, remember, marriage is a happiness. Because through building with your mate, you're building a world, you're building the, building the next generation. Part of it we mentioned accepting each other, understanding each other. So, for example, a couple things happened last few weeks. A certain person, Shabbos table, once they asked me a question, and then was like 20 people there and started telling me, I have to tell you a great story, great story. But there were a lot of people, and I was a little distracted. He said, right after we say Kiddush, I, I can't wait to listen. Person was offended. Person told, you left early. Call me up. You offended me in front of the person next to you. No one noticed anything. And yet, okay, I apologize. I wasn't sure, but I apologize. But then I thought, this whole perception of how he saw it, I didn't understand it fully. Embarrassed. Just trying to get things together. And then the same week, someone comes over to me and says, a certain couple didn't come for years and years. So I said to myself, something we have different people, whatever it is, I'm not sure why. He says, you know, I haven't come for five years. Why? Because at your house and I gave money. I don't think you appreciated it. And uh, he gave me a, he wasn't paying so much attention to me. And I'm listening to this. And I had no regulations. First of all, I didn't know anything about the money. I don't see the money at the cost. It's only the house and Kaladu. And I didn't, and that I wasn't told. And for five years, I mean, what built up in the person's mind me with a little distorted view. Maybe his own frustrations. And maybe, okay, maybe I did wrong. So I try to apologize again. But help me out here, buddy. So 
So there is such a thing as our own view. It's our own view. Maybe these are extreme examples, but it's still our own view. And we see in the Pasha too from weeks ago with Bolak. With Pinchas seeing Zimri and he saved the day, stopped the plagues, stopped the plague. And Shvatim, the others wanted to kill Pinchas. They saw a murderer. What's going on here? The same act. The same situation both saw. Sadiqim, everybody. One saw it to save Chal Yisrael. The other saw it totally different. Totally different. I want to talk about that a little, in a little while. So a view of things, it's, it's very hard. My being clear, being fair, my own own is my own frustration, my own misery, my own, a lot of it is that. That's one. And then do I really give the other person a fair shot? Fair shot? Do I know where he's coming from, where she's coming from? And the whole business, a lot going on with psychology of dealing with ourselves and people. We always tell, always tell the story of a boy who wakes up in the morning, we'll say he's 20-something years old, and he's ready, he goes and ah, the bathroom's being used. And then he goes get his pants, and his pants is all wrinkled. And then he has no lunch, and he gets on the bus. The bus splashes water on his pants, and he gets the yeshiva. The rebbe says, uh-uh, late, no good. Turn for hair, he didn't do well. Shidduch didn't work out. Billy Rowland today, he goes home, and a little, water squir- a little brother squares him with a water gun. He's ready for war. Another situation, same boy, gets up. Bathroom's available. The lunch, press pants, gets the yeshiva right on time, buses right there, limousine service, walks in, A1, olive, the hair, he does well, shidach, she says yes, goes home flying, and the brother squirts him with a water gun, and he gets the water gun and he squirts him back. So some of it is our view our view of how we live and how we think. And the idea of mean words, hateful words, I want to get, give me a get, it's so not like us. It's not you, it's not me. A person around Rabbi Miller for many years could not even think about raising his voice in the house. How can you raise your voice? How can you say mean words? It just, not just because of marriage tapes, just of overall being a yid, being a, a mensch, being a thinking person. I always mention, I was there, somebody asked the right melody, there's such a thing as thinking too much. And I've said, no, as long as you're thinking constructive thoughts, you think as much as you want. But are our thoughts constructive or destructive? Or why he did this, why she did this, etc., etc. So a little bit getting back to Pinterest and the Pasha a little while ago. So it says... The Pasha before that when the plague was going on, the Magefa, the people went to the Pesach Omorid and they said Shema and they cried. Shema, why? That dealt with Abbas Hashem. So Pinchas continues with that thought. And we'll see a little bit how our foundations, our inner beings, what our building is set on will have an effect on what comes forth.
while inside we're not so steady inside we have difficulties and this frustration and lack of sleep etc etc so the outcome can be different the gears could be different and then the words and actions are different but Pinchas inside was set everything was Abbas Hashem so when Pinchas went to do his act it was all about Abbas Hashem I'm doing what Hashem wants me to do and it was no Nagiyas, no selfishness. It was all about what Hashem wants me to do. What should I do? And it's interesting, it says that Hillel Zalkain, when they asked, uh, was it good to be created or not? Shammai Zalkain said, no, but since we came into this world, we should do the best of it. It goes into the whole thing, but Hillel Zalkain said differently. He said, no. Hashem yom yom. I'm created. It's the best thing that ever could have happened to a Nisham is to be created. Like Amila said, a person would, like Moshe Rabbeinu would come back for one second to drop a penny in the push and go back again. It's worth Olam Haba. At one second of doing a good deed on this earth. So you see, Hillel followed the same trend as Pinchas. That he realized everything was everything that Hashem did was was good. So it was like every day was a carbon. Every day, because he saw the world as as good. The love of Hashem was was pouring, pouring down. So you see, with the attitude of Pinchas, Avas Hashem. Why? Because Hashem loves you. You have to know Hashem is wild about you and does everything for you from top to bottom. A person has that know has that knowledge like Hillel Zalkin did. So then obviously Shem comes right through. So then every act, every word is a different act in a word. It's a big act and a big word. And then Armilla continued with another thought in the same area. How do you learn? They realize everything is Hashem. How do you realize Av is Hashem? So, the Rav mentioned concerning Kohelis, when it says at the end everything is Hevel, everything is futile, everything is nothing, so Rav trying to explain what does it mean Hevel? I mean Kohelis, Shlomo Melech is Hevel? Only years Hashem, that's the main thing. What's going on? Everything in this world is futile, is useless, worthless, purposeless. So the Rav said uh, an insight. Hevel means if a person goes to the beach and lays there, sunbathes himself hours and hours, and goes takes a dip in the water a whole day, not sneers, and just wasting time away. So then the sun is hevel. You just wasted the purpose of the sun. You just wasted the purpose of the water. I'm not talking about a vacation. Person needs a vacation. I'm talking about this is a becomes a is a part of life. It's like people go out the Friday nights in the world and there's drinking and there's running around day and night and how their eyes are used and their bodies used and their minds are used. It's a whole different world. But just now, the sun and the water is heavy, it's futile. Just wasted it. 
the purpose of this sun, if a person thinks the warmth on your body and the vitamin D and, you know, your coat and that the same sun making sure the seeds grow and that you're eating goes a little far away, we freeze a little too close, we burn. The sun is perfect. So a person a little bit when feeling the nice warmth of the sun can think, thank you, Hashem, for the sun. I appreciate what I have here. So then you just made a purpose for the sun. You utilize the purpose of the sun on this planet Earth. Same with the water. You drink the water, give you energy and strength. You take a shower with the water to make you feel refreshed. The whole different world. When you're walking in the street and the birds are chirping. So if you just walk and ignore them, so their purpose in this world is, is futile, is hevel. But if a person knows the birds, the sound of the birds, the soft, sweet sound is for you. The chirping is for you. And if you want to think a little further, why should birds chirp all together? And why should they sound be so nice all together? And if you go back to the beginning of time, remember plan, accident, or, or purpose. The people who say the world's an accident it came from evolution. So first there was a bird with no wing, and then with another, then with a wing, and they made it with ones that had wings, and someone had one eye, another bird had one leg. Everything's an accident that the birds ended up the birds and ended up chirping. It's not, it's not an accident. And people, people were born first. It was with a toe and, now, and with a missing leg, maybe one, one eye, six eyes. Who knows? And eventually, eventually, as all the accidents, this creature was created with a mind that is so incredible, complicated. There's no words. You have to understand when you're walking in the street, those birds, there's no accident, these birds. The beautiful clouds, white clouds, when you look up, you either make it hevel or you either make it its purpose. <clears throat> in Shiva last week, you know, the Bacharim, the Kolel men, I was telling them, you're here for your, you're utilizing this world for your, for its purpose. So some looked at me a little strange. I said, right now, you're using your eyes to learn Torah. Your eyes are learning Torah. Your eyes are being used for the right thing. So therefore, you are utilizing this world for its purpose. Your eyes. But people who walk around use their eyes to look at things they shouldn't look at. So your eyes became heavy. Purposeless. And you can go along as you look at the animals the other animals, the dogs, the cats, and again, the plants, the roses, flowers, so a person can utilize his or her eye for the purpose they're here for, to see the beauty of the world, to see what you're supposed to see, to read what you're supposed to read, and learn what you're supposed to learn, and pray what you're supposed to pray. Your eyes are the purposeful. And the world is purposeful. So after a while, you start walking around and you say, Hashem made me such a purposeful person and made a world with such a purpose. How could you not love Hashem? How can you not see the miracles of everything, everything? Just think a second. 
Okay, we're here now. Everyone came from a little seed. A little amoeba. A little, you know, an embryo. Look at us now. So now we keep going. Every day this mush in the middle of our skulls should just keep thinking and figuring out everything. Shouldn't dry up, not dry up. And that the nerves work. And we're a walking miracle, everybody. So the more you get into our, your head, we get into our heads that we live in a miracle. And how can I not thank Hashem that everything's being sent our way is purposeful because this person that's walking and talking is only talking and walking because Hashem said so. And the Rev one said, people are like, they're protoplasm. They have a whole bunch of people walking on this planet Earth. But a person walking next to you is protoplasm. But this person who has a neshama utilizes the neshama, utilizes his or her brain to do what Hashem says to, for a purpose, for a purpose. That protoplasm becomes kadosh. You become so purposeful. So when you meet someone, that person was sent to meet you. So that interaction was sent for Hashem for you. Now, in your view, if first you don't have your own calmness of mind and thankfulness, but you have, so you walk in with a negative attitude, very easy today, and the other person, whatever that person says, you take it for the person given to you straight in the, in the gut. Instead of thinking a little bit beforehand, this person sent to me. And you'll see after a while that so many people sent to us for our good. The bop on the head is not the regular thing. Definitely not the regular thing. So a person can walk around in the world with Abbas Hashem. Abbas Hashem. And with that, you can go further. Abbas Hashem, we see Hashem is always giving us. Always giving us. So we could also get into the idea we mentioned earlier in our talks concerning chizuk, encouragement, just like Hashem is constantly encouraging. Wake up and you get that fresh deep breath in the morning usually and then the day outside is usually refreshing also and you walk and you talk. There's so many things to refresh us, get us going. So we can do the same to others. Imitate Hashem. And you'll see it'll be a whole different world out there. If you're always thinking constructive, how to help and what to do, if someone's hurting, what can I do? It tells some guys, for example, have a wife who's, who's who yells a little too much. I cut extreme, but extreme example, Khashbi Shalom person has someone who's sick. Khashbi Shalom person has cancer. The person yells. So are you going to react, keep quiet? Or are you going to react to see what is bothering? How can I help? So if the wife is upset, it's upset. Or the husband's upset. So there's ways to think, think. But we ourselves have the control. Asalam Elohim, Akadosh. Whereas who loves Hashem and wants to do the right thing, everything is purposeful. So what is tit for bomb? How can I yell? How can I call someone not smart, bad, ugly, a bad wife, a bad mother? Miller once said, uh, any man or woman who yells in front of the children at their mate, ay, ay, that's rough stuff, everybody. 
Sometimes we lose control and you can say sorry afterwards. But it's not so simple, not so simple. Rev have not the Rev didn't have some nice words concerning people who yelled and put their mate down. I was saying yelling, help, help, not that kind of yell, but a yell, a put down yell. You never, you always. I'm a single parent. You're lazy. All the words you want to come up with. And especially in front of the children. And the Rub said you lose Gan Eden, or the Rub said you lose mitzvahs, but it's a pretty serious thing. So we have to, again, get rid of distortions in our minds. And a person has to think, again, it comes from our point of view, like Pinterest, Abbas Hashem, Zokain, that we're here is the greatest thing. And Hashem is like a curb on everything you do, you eat, you breathe. is making the world better in a kadosh. And like Ramilla said, Hevel, no, we make the world purposeful through utilizing it. We're going to look at some circumstances a little bit where the mean words can be a problem. That a person is recently, for example, that we have some some unreal, unrealistic expectations of the mate, and it causes again a riff. But soon as one yelled, I know recently, and that uh, was shown by one of their parties, a text back and forth. And the mean words were ferocious. And they're going back and forth. And just not even the words itself being like hate. But they're stucking up like, but you said this and this. And it goes back and forth. And the words get meaner and meaner. And I was listening. I was looking at it. And I said, why did one party just stop? Just go to sleep. I would say, uh, Rabbi so-and-so said I should stop. What do you mean? You're going to ignore me? Whatever it is, but mean words, they go back and forth, back and forth. And I saw, and I was, and I read it, and I realized they were both like instigating with each other. So it's an important thing that we be very, very careful. As soon as you see yourself slip, you got to catch yourself and then think of a constructive way. We'll go into some constructive ways later. We mentioned a few weeks ago, make peace as soon as possible, no matter what it takes, so then everyone's calm, maybe things could be accomplished. Or we said, let mean words pass by, pass by. Or say to yourself, don't do to others that you don't want done to you. You don't want people yelling it, put you down. Whatever it takes at that moment for yourself not to say the mean words. Another situation where a father texts mean words to his son and the daughter-in-law found the text. I don't get it. I don't get it. I kept telling him before that. Keep out of it. Never say mean words about your son-in-law and daughter-in-law and parent children. You should never say mean words about each other to your parents 
etc., etc. Situation many years ago, one girl from England, when she was here, she got married, and once a month she would send a little note to her mother, and it wasn't positive. It was like mean words about the husband. He doesn't do this. And after 12 months, I remember there was espionage going on. I found out underneath the through means that they were planning to come and take uh, her and the children back to England. So it was stopped because they didn't see the 29 days in between where they had some good days. So mean words. Don't say them. Get, don't say. And if you say it, <laughs> have charot, the regret, and never say it to anyone else. Never. Unless you have a Rebbe, you have a mentor, you have a person you know who's objective, who's working with you to improve yourself, improve your relationship. Fine. But someone who's just going to empower you and make the other person even uh, worse in your view is a problem. That's why people go to someone, sometimes a therapist or certain people just hear one side. So they empower because they have to build up the person. And then the other person becomes looking like a rat even more. It causes more problems. Mean words. Unfair. Unfair. And again, in front of others, it's a danger. Another situation. A couple just got married a while ago. And uh, one family, everything, her side, everyone talks about everything. They talk about everything. So now they're upset at the new son-in-law, but he doesn't talk about everything. He likes him and his wife to build their own relationships. All of a sudden, mean words are going about. You don't listen. You don't take what we did for you and a whole bunch of things. So again, we got to catch ourselves. As soon as you see mean words being said, you have to stop yourself. Stop yourself. There's so many situations to the right direction. I could tell you hundreds and hundreds, 99 parts, 99 Plus, plus percent of the marriages, these situations, they come and go. And if you make them come and you make them stay or you incite them yourselves, it only makes it worse. All the centuries, the people knew some of the mommy's upset, some of the poppy's upset, some of the children are a little upset, and they knew how to go. But today... For some reason, I guess in spoiled America or spoiled world, but you're getting everything you want pretty quickly through either the store or the internet. So when someone says no to you or goes against your rut zone, again, it's not tit for tat. It becomes a mean, mean word. You got to win. You got to hit underneath the belt. And it's important that, he, that situations expect the unexpected. And a person has to, when something unexpected happens, learn to be a little numb. Learn to be self-contained. And again, if we get back to Pinterest and Hilazakin or Amila, the whole idea of yourself building oneself and seeing life in its true light, You'll see many times the other person is having a little difficulty, a little frustration, needs more attention, et cetera, et cetera. And you can save the day very easily instead of letting your, letting your own frustrations out. With a mean word, never say mean words. 
We don't know how far it's going to go and how destructive it is. The whole world out there. See, among the, the nations, 50, 60% divorce out there. It's, it's, it's wild. It's there. Speak your mind. Say your point. I don't feel a, I don't feel I love you anymore. The whole big stuff going on out there. I know the families who are devoted, yeshivas are families, Hasidic families, and the families, and I know the yeshivas I teach is much, not even near such, such numbers, because there's a lot of hard work, a lot of dedicated work. Most people I call the women, Lamed Vav Sadiqim, what they do morning to night, morning to night, what they do, what they tolerate, what they try. And they try to be the best of their children. They try to be the best of their husbands. And the husband work up early and they work so hard. They learn and they work. And at night they come home to try to help and go out to learn again. And, and Shabbos and Sundays, I can't. Every man, I see so many men being trying to be the best husband and trying to be the best father and trying to be the best worker and trying to be the best learner. And you have all the ladies trying to be the most patient and the best wife and the best mother Best community advocate. We have people there, Sadiqam, so many. And don't get fooled by the human element that people get upset and people say things and people don't get confused. Like Hillel is arcane. We were born for good. And people are doing so much good. We see what's going on here. It's frail. And you see the people in the davening and praying and a Kurdish Baruch who's protecting us. It's so open. He's saving us and protecting us, showing the whole world. The whole world. You have to be proud. Proud and thankful. And Akadosh Baruch who's right here with us all the time. Not only there and here also. And sometimes mean words. Mean words doesn't mean, again, ugly hate. It could be mean words like I don't want to have children anymore. You gotta be careful with that statement. You gotta be careful. Because that statement is major, major statement. So things have to be worked on. You have to see how to discuss the matter. You need a rub, whatever it is. Old man say, no, I can't give no more open open bank. You have to tell me what you're buying from now on. Right or wrong, you have to know how to do it. Many, many mean words <clears throat> that's said because of emotions and not at the proper time come out totally wrong. Situation situation recently, that's what happened. Three children, and they were both so busy. I see very, very good people. And she started feeling, I, I don't know, you know, our connection with my husband with my husband is not so good. And he was said he was trying to be good, but she was negative. And she opened up and said, nope, I'm not going to have any more children. Not for now. But it came out to him very, very harsh. She had her reasons. Yet, you have to know something's having too many, too many children at one time. You may need a little way, a little time, whatever it is. But it came out totally backwards. And they both want the same thing. They both want a good relationship and they won't want the best for their children. I have a feeling they both would like more too. But as times, but it came out and the way he responded also was 
He doesn't realize, but he came very vicious too. Because saying, saying things and doing things because of that initial thing. So recently, the person has to look, okay, let's rekindle the, the relationship. And he would say she doesn't want to go out. And he would, She would say, he, I don't want to bother. Whatever it is. And finally got them to rekindle, to go out a little bit together and take time together and talk together. And in a matter of a short time, I have a short time. Baruch Hashem. Things are, Baruch Hashem, going great. In a matter of time, a matter of time. So the thing is, we have to be very careful that you have to look where the problems lie. So some are things we are against our roots on, unexpected things. We have to think about how to deal with those, how to accept those, what to do. <clears throat> Other things that create mean words and not keeping the regular routines of marriage. Morning, we mention a little note to each other. Rekindle 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years married. A little note in the morning, a little hello in the morning. During the day, what do you need? A good, healthy, you can talk by the phone with your mouth instead of the text, it would be fine. Because the texts usually lead to, and by the way, don't forget to pick up my, by the way, please have supper ready when I come home. Oh, by the way, uh, pick up this, 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 this. And something when it was, if it was face-to-face or voice-to-voice, we have a little more, we hold back a little bit, a little more considerate, a little more abusha. So it's an important thing that routines come home. We mentioned many times stories woman, man comes home, was not talking to her, she goes right out, and there's arguments, he's on his computer. So nice routine for a lady, you know, when your man's coming home, make sure you have a spread, and this woman was told, and she called me the next day, it worked like magic, came home, and a watermelon spread for him, have a routine, you're going to give your husband 15 minutes, a half hour, when he comes in. And a routine for a man too, when he comes home also, we said, Simon says, Simon says, Yes, sure, yes, sure. The no tension zone. First, no tension zone. Divrei chizik bam. Say something positive. The whole house is jumping upside down. My city said, what do you mean? How could it be so messy? You come in, think of that. Divrei is booming. And divrei chizik bam. You want to raise your voice? You go, honey, I'm home. That should be the raising of the voice. Not, what's this? So a man comes home. Right away, if he should make sure he's calm before he walks in. If it's a little music, a little donut before he walks in. Walks in, divrei chizuk. Ah, smells good. I see everyone is excited here. He joins in with the broom and to help. She asked you to do something. Yes, sure, no problem. Here we go. Oh, I had a hard day. No, I'm looking the other way around now. Yes, sure, Simon says. What do you need? She asked you. That woman has four arms. They are a team. And all of a sudden, after that, if something said you don't like, again, validate. I hear your point. I hear we got to discuss it. And you can go weiter. You can come home. Keep the routine when you enter into your house or you're in your house and you meet. Make sure that encounter pre-planned. Come in with a positive, constructive attitude of, look what I have. Appreciate what you what you have while you have it. What you have while you have. Appreciate what you have while you have it. 
Husband and wife means companionships, means not being alone. And others also is family. It's <laughs> not going to work otherwise, people. So the routines is another nice way. Once in a while, I know that a woman who was complaining 11 years, I can't take it. So the man finally got up to take away for the weekend. So honeymoon broke the ice, brought them back. Keep certain routines, a walk, a talk, a game. You'll see this will hold back mean words because you don't know. It could be the woman's yelling because the lack of AAA, attention. He walks in, he doesn't give her any attention. He walks in right away goes to, on his computer, on his phone, to the children. And he doesn't pay attention that, look, she's cooking and she cleans and he missed the boat. And then appreciation, how much she does, she does. Having a mother at home, having a mother for children is, yeah, we have no idea. There's no there's unbountiful thankfuls. An affection, be warm, nice, sweet, et cetera, et cetera. So these are routines, routines, routines. And women, too, to the men, attention, attention, he worked. How many men work and there's money coming in and going out? There's camps, things at thousands of dollars, tuition, thousands of dollars. And the ladies say, Hey, according to who have a husband that's working. You're working too, very good too, and you're doing it too, whatever it is. But if you have a husband working, make sure you tell me you appreciate it somehow, somewhere. Thanks. I thank Hashem, my husband's working, and give him chizl, give him encouragement. That, that's when they said when he comes home, give him that 15 minutes after. And you're saying, I love you, honey. That's your attention. I'm giving you attention, but giving you that space. I appreciate what you do. Any affection, too. Any mate who decides to go on strike concerning affection. Big, big mistake. It's the, word mean, the worst mean action you could do. And what happens is it doesn't make things better. Doesn't make things better. What else am I supposed to do? Doesn't make things better. We got to think. We got to think. But it doesn't make things better. Don't become uh, the God of God yourself and make your decisions. Men or women with affection, with giving money. Oh, the routines must be kept. The Torah has routines. Why? Because marriage is up and down. Life is up and down. You got married, you went up and down. You got married. Before you got married, you went up and down like a roller coaster. And you got married, you thought right away, ah, oh, it's hunky dory. We live in ecstasy. After a couple of weeks, you're who you are, she who she is. And it's a lifetime of building the biggest building in the world. Build this building in the world. That's like routines. The routines are uh, utmost, utmost important. But to go against routines by your words, mean words, and by saying get, divorce, or by mean actions is un unforgivable. What do I do? What do I do? It's so good. What do you do? You got to get help. What do you do? There's plenty of people want to help, want to help. Not someone who just will empower you and say you're... You're right, honey. You're right, man. No, you need someone who wants Emma Stick to help you. You and her and and him. It's crucial. You, you MS. You want to do the right thing. You love Hashem. We just said Pinchas. That was his foundation. Obviously, Hashem. He was out of his mind for Hashem. He did. 
He did what he did out of his character, probably, too, just to show. And again, a woman of men calls them their mates crazy and other names in front of the children. Keep the routines of speaking softly, speaking nicely. If you had to raise your voice, be still. Be careful. But it's very important to, to know, to know, to think constructive, constructive. And I'll tell you honestly, after uh, 20, 30 years of, of situations, you see these things work. But over the years, people get less patient. And more, I know, I know, I know, I feel, I feel, I feel. And it's our own, unfortunately, we get wrapped up in something a little distorted of reality, of the purpose of earth, the purpose of our life, that we live for eternity. Everything is lost. And unfortunately, if that gets lost, that idea, the next world and everything else... Uh, it could be in jeopardy. Big thing. Big thing. Another we mentioned. The mean words. If a mean word is said, please. You be the one not to say a mean word back. It's a, it's a big thing. Have some way, some way to, to stop it. Stop the, the mean word. Also, with this, Hermila mentioned about being loyal. So we mentioned with the mean words, it could also be mean words said again to one's parents about your mate. Sometimes you talk to your mate and say mean words about his or her parents. And these things that your loyalty to your mate has to be very strong no matter what. Has to be words, even mommy and papa in front of the children. You have to back each other, back each other. Later on, you can talk to each other how to maybe do it more constructively with the direction. Or you could tell the child, listen, mommy's a little upset today. Nice day. Mommy's a sadekis. Or papa's a little upset. Yeah, the work might have been. So you can do things in a way that you're loyal to each other. And you're building with the same mean words, especially in front of the children, is a no-no. So a little bit, you see that there are mean words can destroy foundations. It can destroy relationships. It can break that precious glass. We mentioned mean words can be done dealing with things that you're frustrated with, dealing with things, unexpected things, or things you don't like, against your rut zone, deal with certain things you don't realize you're missing, the routines, the affection, everything else. Very interesting, sometimes recently dealing with to people, and where it's going back and forth, and the only thing is very interesting that she's still complaining about her husband, even though in the words she said other things. She said to me, 
he doesn't speak nicely to me. Which means he's saying things that are hurtful and maybe not the right tone of voice. So think, think, think. A person could catch more with honey than with a sting. And it's so true. Anything you want to improve about your mate has to be through example. And can be done in so many ways, but a, a mean word is very, very destructive. And some people are tyrants. This is it. That's the way it is. Recently, husband wanted to, she wants to stay home for Shabbos. She wants to go to her parents. That's it. I said, no choice. Careful with the words, lady. The other way around, too. Careful, careful, careful. Something is that tone and there's that little dig. Words get hurt. And even though the arguments get into many other areas of the relationship, if many of it starts from the way we talk to each other. The encouraging words, the soft language, the the caring, the listener. So many ways, so many ways. Have a little bit of a list uh, that'll help this too. A positive, I call it the 10 more commandments. And one is to get a Rebbe, get a Rebbe. So crucial, so crucial. So many people, it would save the day, save the day. It's hard because we're scared because all of a sudden the rabbi's going to say what we don't like. And again, both of you have to agree in a rabbi. And personally, the rabbi should someone who leans toward the wife's feelings. Because see, many of the time, the arguments for men and wife dealing with home and other things, the wife's way is fine. She has intuitions. And a man who's learning hard, working hard, and and the big decisions, you know, school, shaduchum, neighborhood, ashkafa, halacha. So you have your rebbe for the big decisions. But it's important. Selech rab as soon as you can, everybody. And try to set a time to sit with the rabbi. And you'll see, you have to be someone you both feel comfortable. Someone who's fair, who understands the situation. You'll see it all comes into play. It's all good. Another, I mentioned already, walk a talk, a dinner out, have time, start today, everybody. I set a time with my wife for a walk, a talk, busy, so when the kids are asleep, we're going to sit for a half hour, have some coffee and cake, and play a game of checkers, and just schmooze or have time for each other. Set a time for each other to rekindle, 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 rekindle. You're good people. You're good people. We should lose sight with our busyness. No, get back those moments. You'll see. When your mate says do something, try to run and do it. Try, try. Get into the habit. You'll see. It becomes a nice little thing. The children will see it too. If each party is running and doing chesed, the children will see the same too. Same thing, but if uh, parents are always saying, no, nah, no, nah, later, 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 so all of a sudden you'll see a, we get already a lot of laters from the children, but you'll get even more. Like all Simon says, I saw this, yes, sure. I had a husband years ago, he told me after three years of marriage, his wife told him to do something, he didn't want to do it, he said, but if I was a husband, would I do it? 
said yes, and he did it. He did it. All these things will cut tension, cut tension, cut tension, and cut mean words, cut mean words. Again, try to talk calmly and sweetly if you can, as much as you can. We get excited. We're human beings. Watch us. Let's watch ourselves. Ourselves. My mate. My mate. As soon as we hear, but don't say mean words. My mate. mate drive me crazy. Let's catch ourselves. Let's catch ourselves. That's today's talk. Other talk was how to deal with the mate and how to get help, et cetera, et cetera. But this is a talk on how to control ourselves. And some reflective listening. Validating. Really listen. Look at your mate. Acknowledge his or her point. And you agree. Could be you don't understand. But validate it. Listen to it. No matter how the person is excited, especially who knows what he or she is saying. Listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Listen to someone 90% of cutting out mean words. 90% of cutting out mean words and hateful words. And listen, 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 listen. And we mentioned the word should be constructive. Right? The, the world out there, speak your mind. Any word you say, you got to be constructive to our relationship. Well, I'm telling her, but what's going to be her response? Most of the time, we know the response. If we played it out, it's not going to be so constructive. If you're not sure how to say something constructive, don't say it. So it's a big thing. So just to summarize again, there's two ways, many times, many ways we could deal with situations. That the person can react in the same situation, can react with mean words, can react with mean actions, or a person can react with constructs. We see with Pinchas again. Pinchas did it because I have Hashem for a love of Hashem, so he did what he did. And yet, the uh, Shvatim, they, they think in the opposite. These are great people. We too can think. A good constructive way to think is to think, Ahav Hashem, look what Hashem made me. And like Hillel Zorkin said, that everything is created for good, 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 good. We're here for a good purpose. Hillel said, Hevel means you waste the purpose of this earth. But if you utilize the purpose of this earth, everything is sent to you purposely. Purposely. So much good. And if you get involved in seeing the good, so once in a while a bop, you'll deal with the bop much better. Then we can go on with, and the world we see Yeshua's and Refu's, Eretz Israel, and all over, and people I get married, she get married. And it's a shame, we should have children. And children should be good to bring up. And you have all the facilities to bring them up correctly. And all the children do well in school and high school and beyond the derech. And shadukim should go easy for everybody. And marriages also. Find the right direction. Find the focus. 99.99% should be saved. Hashem bless all of us with simchas and brachas for 120 plus years. This has been Sion Gripe at 718-339-6020. To hear the talk again on the phone, 718-506-9099, extension 31. This is Monday morning. We replayed Sunday again at 5 p.m. And again, the text. People want to text questions. or want to text to donate money to the station. It's very important. The station is helping so many people more and more. Just... It's 347-927-8398. And the person wants to, we have a book online. It's called Diamond Polishing. It's 
person can get it by www.jrootradio.com. There's also videos and other talks, especially if we can find people to donate, the people here working and working so hard, and we want to continue, and Hashem should bless everyone with simplest of brachas for 120 plus years.